Yeah. David Ashley Podcast. Episode whatever. Come on. Y'all, y'all almost got way more bars than that, but you know, two chains start rapping. You know, how y'all doing? What's happening? Um, David Ashley podcast episode seventy six, maybe I don't know. <clears throat> Today we're gonna get into uh, more shenanigans, more ignorance. Of course, we're going to talk about Kanye. Uh, we're going to talk about Draymond Green and Corey Poole. We're going to talk about Prime, Deion Sanders getting into, you know, a little a little scuffle. I guess scuffle is an overstatement. A little a little uh a little brush up with uh coach Eddie Robinson Jr. of Alabama State, HBCU beef, HBCU black coach beef. Uh, we're going to talk about how people at events that you couldn't make it to uh, should be shadow banned and not allowed to post uh, in real time. Um, and we're going to talk about, when we talk about Super Bowls for football players, NBA finals <laughs> for NBA players, um, you know, playoffs, World Series for for baseball, This is my this is one of my World Series music. It is official. Bad boy versus so so death in a versus. Let's go. Let's go. So we're going to get right to it. First of all, I hope, um, what's today? Hope you had a good weekend. Great start to your week. A good Monday. Um, but we gonna get. I said we're going to get right to it, and then I went the exact opposite way. We're going to get right to it. Kanye West. Nah, nah I'm, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait a little. I'm going to gather my thoughts a little bit more on Kanye. First of all, let's talk about, let's talk about Draymond Green and Corey Poole. So Corey Poole is a what a third year player, a second or third year player. Um, was Corey Poole in the uh, G League? Uh, I'm not sure, but he's a new player to the Warriors, fairly new. Um, played a significant part in in last year's season and last year's championship season. Um, you know, and Draymond Green. AKA the boogeyman, AKA the blackest name that you've ever heard. If not, it's definitely top three. <laughs> Dave Chappelle said, 
if Dre, if you, if you, <laughs> if you enter Draymond Green's name in the Airbnb, it'll just log you out. <laughs> oh man, I thought that was the funniest, most accurate shit ever. Um. So yeah, yeah, uh, Corey Poole uh, was in the G League. Which you know, to make it from the G League, even though now they're trying, they're they, you know they're using it as a um, farm system, much like they used to do the CBA. Which you know this has kind of changed. Um, CBA kind of ch- changed into that, even though I think the CBA still exists, um, but it's not the farm system that it once was. It was the what was it? It used to be called the D League, and then they moved it to G League for. Um, Branding purposes for Gatorade, NBA partnership. Um, Corey Poole made it out to G League, started from the bottom. Now we're here. Draymond Blackest name straight out of Saginaw, Michigan. You ever heard Green? Um, got into a little, like, now they got into a, a, a brush up. And first of all, whoever whoever leaked that video is a piece of shit. Okay, let's just say that first of all. <laughs> now you can go look on Instagram and see, you know, the different memes of, uh, you know, he's got a he got a picture of um, Lavelle Crawford. Uh, if you don't know Lavelle, funny comedian, but he did a few episodes on Breaking Bad, and he was laying on the money, and they said this is the uh, this is the intern uh, laying on a slab of money. This is the intern who turned that. That that tape in who leaked the tape to TMZ because you know they they pay for um, they pay for videos like that. Uh, but yeah, that person should be beat up and fired. But it's it's funny to see the narrative shift, right? First it was just like, oh, they got into a dust up. Draymond Green, he lost his you know lost his cool uh, again, right? But he lost his cool, you know, swung on punch Corey Poole, right? Um, so, but you know, Dre, man, Draymond is going to Draymond, right? You can come from two, two trains of thought, you know, in the 2000, what was it? 15 or 16 finals is that the refs gave, uh, Cleveland a gift by suspending Draymond, right? Because the moment, listen, without that, the Cavs were, I'm sorry, the Warriors were winning in five. Like, there's there's no doubt. There's no bout of doubt it. They were winning in five. But basketball, along with being a game of inches and centimeters, is also um, a game of runs and momentum. And the momentum was clearly shifted, right? So you can look at it as the refs gave them um, a gift, or you can look at it as Draymond, keep your hands to yourself. Right, I can understand both, even though we know what happened. But again, Draymond is gonna Draymond. And so when we heard it, we were like, ah, Draymond is just, you know, he's just being him. And then the video comes out. And beforehand, you know, it went from it's he's just being him to like a shift of opinion, like, oh nah, this is this is right, right, which videos often do, right? We heard about Ray Rice. Oh, that's a shame. You shouldn't be doing... Wait. Damn, we see the video. Oh, no, this nigga's foul. <laughs> right? So, 
that is what, you know, that's how, that's how it felt, right? So, you know, we get, I'm sorry, I'm swallowing all of this shit. So now we have all these pundits and people saying, oh man, well, you know, I'll just, I'll just give you one, for instance, one um, conversation I was in and, you know, I mean, somebody said, oh, Draymond, you got to leave that hood stuff in the hood. You know, you can't, or, or not even the hood stuff. You can't, the, oh, the code can't follow you everywhere. The street code, but it's like, and right. But on the other end, Corey Poole, I, okay, I can understand the place that Corey Poole was in, right? you new to the team, but you play a significant role on the team, and Draymond's role on the team is diminishing. Uh, you're not 100% sure how to go, because I know, man, it was a light, man, that was peak light-skinned, dark-skinned beef, okay? But you can look at it and figure out, you can look at it and see kind of what it was. Corey Poole, you know, he talks shit. He young. Don't be listening. Him and Draymond gets into it. Draymond walks over there, puts his head in dude's head, a la, you know, uh, Michael Jordan, Xavier McDaniel. Look that up. And Corey Poole pushed him. And Draymond, when I tell you that nigga led with the right, a splackow, <laughs> a wicker. Check out that that clip from uh, Good Times back in the day where where the gangster was was in the hospital and JJ was in there. He said, "No, nah, this is what's gonna happen. A wake up, somebody getting knocked out." <laughs> that, listen, that that was the existence of somebody getting hit. Like that was the forever sound of somebody getting stolen on growing up. Wake up. <laughs> so the punch. It was a hard punch. Now, you know, Jalen Rose said, you know, it broke his heart to see that. And listen, man, it Draymond was wilding out. But my point was, hey, guys, if you're going to get into a physical altercation, if you push someone, you have to know that a punch could be coming. Right? You got people calling it a sucker punch. I'm like, nigga, if you call that a sucker punch, you ain't never been in any kind of altercation. Because what you want is a boxing match where the ref checks the gloves of everybody else and says, you ready? Are you ready? Okay, let's go. That's not a, that wasn't a sucker punch. You know, and some people feel like, oh, you shouldn't be punching your teammate anyway. You shouldn't be. It's like, look, man. Anyway, I spent a lot of time on this more than I intended to, but I just felt it was a, a fascinating situation. Draymond came out and he apologized for his, his role in it, he said, you know, he's a leader. He's going to take a couple of days away from the team. But I will tell you this, his days with the Warriors are numbered. 100%. Right? Because they were already focused on like, man, how are we going to sign all these niggas? And, you know, they got a, their cap, they rolling in dough, right? Because they got a new stadium and their fan, all of the games are packed out, sold out since 2014. So they, they man, they got money on they got, I'm talking about money so tall, all the, you know, so they don't care about them. Not that they don't care, but they spending money. They're luxury to, and in the NBA, I think you have to pay, 
I mean, there's a luxury tax, right? If you go over your cap, I think you have to pay 50% of whatever your total spend is. If I'm not mistaken, you can look that up. But the contracts for several people are coming. Um, Steph just signed his extension, but, you know, they say next year the salary for just Steph and Clay alone is going to be 93. <laughs> God, I think the cap is 100, if I'm not mistaken. So we will see. But Draymond will probably be out of here. You know, and they say, listen, Draymond may, because he's going to want to get paid, and rightfully so, because he, although he is a declining player, his, his, uh, what he means to this team it, it isn't necessarily on the stat sheet like it once was. You know, there's a, he's kind of like the heart and soul of the team. So, uh, you know, some other, other people believe that his, you know, he may be more valuable to an up and coming team. Right, meaning they may pay him more. So we'll see. But listen, y'all, if you push somebody, please be prepared to get uh to get punched or swung on, or at least be in stance. You know, but also because listen, man, if you ain't been in the trenches, man, shit goes down, man. Shit, you know, emotions be high and and uh you know, shit goes down, man. If you ever been on a team, you under you hear me, you understand, but um, you know. We, things should stop before we, before we swing, you know, before we throw punches. But that shit does happen. Okay, it does happen. Bow. We're gonna get into Kanye. Okay, we're gonna get into Kanye, Antoine, Calamari West. Quick note about Calamari. I know this is kind of random. I, I guess sometimes it's hard to get Calamari. So what a lot of... Now listen, don't blame me. I heard it. I'm just the messenger. A lot of replacement, a lot of the replacement that restaurants use for Calamari. Calamari, I put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. Shout out. is trigger warning is a pig's anus that's what they use for a lot of calamari i mean if you think of the consistency i've never had a pig anus before but if i had to imagine i'm just saying uh so uh kanye antoine calamari west it's hard man I mean, because for black people, period, you know, you think about what rap started as and where it had gone to, um, you know, think of the message and then run DMC, Beastie Boys, then LL, KRS-One, Big Daddy Kane, Rakim, um, and then it kind of, you know, Tribe Car Quest, Jungle Brothers, and it kind of, you know, moving then, boom, straight out of Compton. Crazy motherfucking name, Ice Cube. For super dope gang with an attitude. I got a sawed off. Get all the, you know, uh, and the not bodies all hauled off. You too, boy, if you come get me, the police are going to have to come and get me off your back. That's how I'm going out. <clears throat> um, Right? NWA comes. Ice T come. you know. Why well, Ice T? I think he was first. Six in the morning, police at my door. Like gangster rap, what they call came in. You know what I mean? Ghetto boys. 
followed, uh, you know, and just a bunch of bunch of shit, uh-oh, bunch of shit followed, and um, and then you know when you look at right, and a lot of right, I mean, tribe is 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 evergreen, right, but you know there was a phase of rappers that kind of went out you know but along the way you had slick rick you had kwame you had you know diddy brought that style you know what i mean all these brothers brought this style along the way big daddy kane kwame big daddy kane slick rick kwame crazy story about how uh slick rick pulled a gun on kwame I'm sorry, Slick Rick pulled a gun on on uh, Big Daddy Kane on the tour bus. Slick Rick had been late. Big Daddy Kane was like, fucking man, he ain't gonna keep, you know what I'm saying, yada, yada, yada. Slick Rick up some heat on him. I said, damn. Check that story out. It's a crazy story. Um, so, oh, also, <laughs> Biggie, Biggie had that had that line. He said, "Played out like Kwame and them fucking polka dots." And I guess it got back to Big that Kwame basically was like, "Yo, damn, why I catch a stray?" <laughs> and Kwame ended up um, running into Biggie a couple different times, and it was kind of like it wasn't like happy times. It was like contentious on some it could go down type shit. <laughs> and Kwame the whole time was like, man, I don't want no beef, but just damn, why I catch it straight? Um, yeah. Oh, Kwame, by the way, if you don't, you know, you know Kwame. High top fade, blonde, you know, eraser head. I think his name is Kwame. Uh, only you can do the things I do. Kwame wrote the rhyme for poison deadly moving it slow looking for a mellow fellow like devoe getting paid late so you better lay it kwame wrote that line they all met up one day and uh he wrote it out on a napkin and gave it to ronnie devoe or somebody there or you know so anyway just a little whatever so i was just trying to draw a through line to style and conscious you know you know quality most deaf. And then here you got Kanye, who kind of melds and mends and meshes the two. Um, he's not gangster, but he talking shit. But he mends style. He becomes like an icon for people, For period. He's an icon, period. But he becomes like a... Um, so my favorite rap album, you know, is probably is Dark and Hell is Hot. Next to like Blueprint or something like that. Like, but I know every noise on this Dark and Hell is Hot. Like, not just words, I know every noise sound on that album. But other than that, right, it's a fairly rough album. Shit, it's called It's Dark and Hell is Hot. But Kanye, Kanye brought like a he brought a presence for people like me who was just like oh man i can't i can't talk that gangster shit um and listen most people can and right so but then he melded that style he would meld the style and the consciousness 
and that shit talking together in a way that, you know, we have very seldom seen. And we know the story. They didn't want to, you know, they didn't want to sign him. They just wanted to be a producer. At every turn, Kanye's faced faced the obstacles and he said, F y'all, I'm going here. Y'all want me to go here? I'm going to go here. He pays for through the wire cash with his own, you know what I'm saying, with his own money when they didn't want to dump promotion into him. And that made everybody look. Dane believed in him. Hove didn't at, the, at first. And then, you know, his association has brought him here, you know. New Jack City got to keep my brother, but to be number one, I'm going to beat my brother. Um, It's just sad. Like, I'm not, I, you know, I, and I'll tell you this. Uh, the, Kanye has often been labeled crazy, right? In a way that I think it's been, I'm not going to say it's, it's it, he's been misunderstood in the sense that he doesn't care if he's misunderstood. He's had a mission. So recently with the whole free thought thing, um, it's been, I've understood it. Um, I've been explaining to people um, how, I explained it here too, how when you are born in the in the hood, right? there are certain expectations put on you. You're going to listen to this type of music, uh, rap and R&B or house music, depending on, you know, what part of the country you're in. And you're not really allowed to get outside of that. You know what I mean? You're not really allowed to get outside of that. Or, or at the very least, you won't have the same kind of support stepping outside of it as you will inside of it. Because, you know, human beings are creatures of comfort. Um, but where that creates issues is that, you know, while yes, we have to know our culture and white culture, um, white people and people outside of that, people who aren't trapped by that are allowed to kind of, they know rap, they know Tchaikovsky, you know, they know, you know, Bob Seger, they know Led Zeppelin, their parents played it. And listen, don't get me wrong. I love R&B, soul, rap to the to the to the to the depths of me. I love it. Uh, but sometimes I wish I had been a little bit more free. So, you know, so I, I think that thought goes to music, but it also goes to it goes to music, but it also goes to like um, it goes to <clears throat> you know thoughts about about everything really i mean shit we think how the people who came before us thought you know you think that way about abortion because probably your, your your parents did i remember the first time i went to vote my mom was like yo vote all democrat and i was like okay <laughs> you know and obviously this was a pre-google but new internet world you know um so anyway i'm just i'm just trying to point out the ways that we kind of that group think kind of controls you know your community wherever you're from um your decisions that you're making now you didn't just make them you made them based on a bunch of conditioning that got you to this right your fears and it's an amalgamation of your fears your hopes your dreams and the outcomes that you've seen 
that's what makes up your mind or how you make your mind up. So I can understand Kanye's uh, attempt at trying to get people to speak out the box. I'm sorry, to think out of the box. But, dog, you did this with people who don't care about our lives. Candace Owens is a known coon. Candace Owens was anti-Trump 16 months before the wedding. You know, I said this last week, but it was like, and now she's like, listen, never underestimate the, the need for relevance. Right? I'm sure Kanye's got an album or something coming out. And every time he gets in trouble, makes a gospel album, runs back to the black community, yada, yada, yada. But yo, white lives matter, fam. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna litigate with black lives matter. Cause if you're still on that shit, then you know, then God bless you. But this is crazy. And I tried to stay on because, you know, Dave Chappelle still fuck with him. You know, most, you know, Yassin still fuck with him. Quali, you know, for the most part. But the only difference is those are them, that nigga's friends. <laughs> that nigga ain't my friend. And just can't do it no more, man. And it's kind of been this way for a while, but I don't even I don't even want to see nothing. He gotta say, if he drops some music, I'm gonna to listen to it. He's one of the greatest song makers, one of the greatest artists, artists of all time. Right? Kanye got six classics. You know what I'm saying? College dropout, late registration. You know, um, graduation, 808s and heartbreaks, my sick dark twisted fantasy. And Life of Pablo. Yes, Life of Pablo is a classic. Argue with your mammy. And we and yo, we ain't get to we ain't get to um watch the throne. But I was just talking about his solo classics. Right? So, you know. And I believe Donda could have been a classic if it had seven. If he didn't repeat so much and he had maybe like seven less songs on it but whatever i just can't do it man i can't do it and what i can't do is nothing of significance but it's just like man i don't i don't care man you know and wiser people were done long ago <laughs> you know what i mean but nah man i'm good i don't need that man that's just dangerous now now he's you know, he came out with the Jewish comments. Not even, you know, not even really gonna get it, <laughs> you know. Um, but you know, all right, you know, I hope, you know, people think he's having another episode. Hope he can. Anyway, I don't even want to talk about it, man. I think what he meant to us then was why we kind of lifted him up. George Bush hates black people, right? That kind of real shit that he was, you know. Uh, we all self-conscious. It was just the first to admit it. That shit. We was with that. You know, Jay-Z was Jordan at that time. Jay-Z is Jordan. But at that time, Jay-Z was like emerging as a Jordan figure. And 
and to have Kanye kind of step alongside of him and be self-made in that, we were like, oh man, wait. It was kind of like we I think people kind of identified themselves like it was like, okay, George, we learn when you're writing, you can't make your characters too successful because your your readers and your audience are, they they won't feel they won't feel they can't feel like um they won't feel relevant in that world. Like they they can't relate. So that's kind of how Jay-Z was starting to feel, especially after Blueprint. You know what I mean? But then Kanye came along and was just like, oh no, this is dude. Oh, I could see our I could see ourselves in him. I could see myself in him. And uh, that's why I think it it hurts so much, you know. Meaning like I was a fan and I'm falling out of it, you know. And I hate that. You know, but it is what it is. I hope I hope he gets help. I mean, we say that all the time. But um yeah, dog, he on some dangerous shit now. And I'm a fan. He's a black man. Um, he's another black man. I'm black over, I'm BOE. I'm black over everything. We've been through enough. But for the shit that he's on right now, I gotta say fuck yay. A little dust up in black college football. Uh, I'm not going to spend too much time on this, but Deion Sanders, uh, as some of you may know, is the coach at Jackson State University. Um, I got into Jackson State. I almost went to Jackson State. Well, I say almost. That was the school I was considering. Jackson State, Southern, uh, Tennessee State, and Old Dominion. I was the co- I was really – I was the closest to going to Old Dominion, um, but it took – Jackson State and Southern took too long to get back to me. I just got in a car, and uh, along with uh, those schools, along with ODU, were 12-plus hours. ODU was like 14, and I had just gotten my first car, and I was like, that well, not, not my first car. I just got uh, my second car, and I was like, nah, man, I'm good. <laughs> Nashville was six and a half hours away. Let's let's roll. And, and my guy, D. Lee, kept, kept telling me, because I, I met him at another school, at a previous school, and he kept telling me, yo, it's 10 to 1. No, he says 20 to 1 down here, dog. <laughs> 20 to 1. Nigga. Boy, was he, boy, was he telling the truth. Man, I wish I could do college over again. I ain't lying to you. I'd have six kids. <laughs> I mean, not really, because I was terrified of having a kid. But yeah, yeah. I would have, you know. Anyway, and shit, while we on it, we'll get to Deion Sanders. So, oh, so let me just get that out the way. Deion Sanders and Eddie Robinson Jr., son of the famous, um, uh, you know, uh, greatest, probably the greatest, Eddie Robinson, the greatest um, college coach of all, black college coach of all time, maybe one of the greatest college coaches of all time at Grambling. And uh, so, yeah, he's the coach. His son now is the coach of um, – he played uh, professionally as well, if I'm not mistaken, um, uh, and as well as, you know, went to a black school. And, you know, he coaches at Alabama State. Shout out to Alabama State. We spent a great night there one night. Uh, <laughs> almost died on the way back, but <laughs> – My nigga's arms was folded. I said, man, what the fuck is going on? 
Help us, God. <laughs> no, but, um, you know, so I guess Deion Sanders didn't shake hands beforehand, before the game with him. And then, at a, and check this, at a 26 to 12 final score, uh, you know, they ran a, a – Jackson State ran a play to, again, try to score, like, you know, instead of kneeling. And I'm like – so when Deion Sanders walked up on him after the game, when they met in the middle of the field to shake hands, you know, Deion went to kind of bring him in for the hug. You know what I'm saying? You shake your hands and you bring him in. You, the other, your opposite hand pats the, the back of the person that you shake your hands with. And um, dude kind of stiff-armed prime and prime took that hand and kind of pushed it off you know dude walked away and prime was just sitting there you know it was a great i mean it was a i hated it that it saw you know i hated that it had to happen but just a side note you know you got these cops with these bounty hats on these 10 gallon hats probably sheriffs it's like everybody in the scene was black i loved it and it's the reason I want to make black films, man, or films with all black cast. Anyway. Um, but yeah, you know, afterwards, you know, Prime didn't really address it. Eddie Robinson addressed it, you know. But I'm like, dog, are you 12? Like, what are we doing, dog? Like, what are we doing, dog? Like, stop playing. And, you know, it's funny just to see how people think. I mean, people... You know, um, somebody asked Denzel Washington one time. It was like, "Yo, what, what do, um, what do you want people to take away from this film?" And he was like, "Shit, it depends on what they bring to it." You know, some people perpetually, and you know, almost, you know, indiscriminately or discriminately root for the little guy all the time. Some people root for the person who has the most audacity, and it's hard to separate you know, yourself from that when it, when it comes to judging something in somebody. So, um, and that's what I'm learning more about myself and about human nature. Cause it's like, all right, especially when it comes to, you know, time to argue or debate about something. I'm like, yeah, you niggas don't, <laughs> it, it, you know, cause some people are just wrong. Some people pawn off a wrong opinions as no, it's just my opinion. It's like, no, you, facts exist, my nigga. You know? But some people fall on either side. Some people are with Coach Eddie Robinson Jr. Some people are with Prime. Some people are just like, come on, man. What are we doing? Anyway, it was interesting to kind of see. But it's cool. It wasn't no beef. It wasn't no, you know, they didn't throw hands like Andre Rising and Dion did. <laughs> Um, anyway, Tennessee State University's um, Go Big Blue. Um, their homecoming, our homecoming, I should say. I'm sorry, didn't mean to separate myself from us. Was this past weekend, and I am writing a strongly worded letter. Hear me now, to Mark Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg, and the heads of. Uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, and TikTok. Strongly worded letter 
um, suggesting, no, demanding that while you are at a homecoming, that you be banned, I say it again, banned from sharing live footage so that those who could not go, who did not go, made a wrong decision not to go, some other plans fell through and then didn't end up going, so that those people will not feel bad. It is a selfish decision. Um, I do not care, uh, but I did not appreciate seeing all the all the goodness floating around there. Ugh. And that's it. Right, that's it. <clears throat> TSU, I love you. You know what I'm saying? I'll be back to see you soon and shit. Um, yeah, that's it. That's it. Let's see. Let's, um, can we talk about indecision right quick? Have you ever seen, like, been in a situation where, I mean, all the pieces were there? All the evidence were pointing to what the outcome should be? Enough pieces so that there's enough pieces there to where, at, at the very least, you can try this thing, okay? You can try this thing and feel okay about having tried it. Because you had enough evidence to be like, oh, okay, this this is a thing that should happen. But just one person in the group just doesn't want to cooperate. All the evidence is there. One person in the group doesn't want to cooperate and throws everything else off. <clears throat> They're saying they don't see it, but it's like, ah. You ain't going to see everything. Anyway. Got to have patience in this life, man. You got to have patience. And then you got to know when to cut that patience off and just move on. You know? Don't play thine self anymore. Uh, anyway, just a little, just a little note. Shut up. Ah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I've been around. I've been around the world. Come on. Listen to Carl Thomas. This was before Carl Thomas, you before you knew who he was. Trick what may suit, that ain't what days do. Got a lot of hoes that would love to replace you. Tell it to your face, boo, not behind your back. Cats talk shit, we never mind that. Funny, never find that. Down sack, right hop, the safe, rewind that. People know. Low, make the girl, trick it I, I represent honey with money, fly guys a gent. Ride with the tent, that'd be 35%. Listen, man. 
my Super Bowl is coming. You hear me? In 2020, my Super Bowl was Teddy Riley versus Babyface. That was my Super Bowl. If you had to ask me my ultimate Super Bowl, my ultimate Super Bowl, it may be like a, you know, R. Kelly can't really go against nobody. That's the problem. R. Kelly picked anybody above him that he's getting slaughtered. And anybody below him, he's slaughtering other people. I think that's the bag that Usher is in now. It's like, who's going to go against? His bag is deep. <clears throat> um, but but my ultimate Super Bowl would probably be, um, let's say, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis versus Babyface. L.A. Reed and Babyface. That would probably be my ultimate, you know, but there are other many like little, you know, Super Bowls in there that you can pick. I mean, Bad Boy and shout out to B-Sides. Shout out to B-Sides, y'all, man. My B-Sides room, man. My, it's a room on um, Clubhouse. And it's a group of people that um, it was started by Kristen Carter. She started this room during uh, the pandemic, during the throes of the pandemic, you know, where they just start doing, like they start going through years and it turned into a battle where two people would pick 10 songs on any topic. Um, and then they'll battle and then the rest of the people in the room will vote. Um, but it was like people in the room had never met each other. And it was probably about 15 people in there. Well, man, about nine of them, I would say, I mean, from Canada, Costa Rica, New York, were in town and I met them all for the first time um last weekend so shout out to b-sides uh, not this not not yesterday but you know weekend before last i guess it's two kind of people in this world right either it's the people who call thursday next thursday or it's the people who just say thursday goddamn <laughs> i'm sorry that's a little you know um <clears throat> but yeah man met them shout out to b-sides um Come on through. We usually get it in on Tuesday. I'm three and zero, by the way, in battles, because I had already been battling. Shout out to the Fram. I was cheated. I was cheated in the match because they wouldn't. Let, okay. So my homeboy was like, "Hey," he was like, "Oh, nobody can beat Janet." I'm just like, "What you? What you mean?" I was like, "You act like Beyonce, Giselle, Knowles, Carter ain't out there." He was like, what? You know, whatever. So I was like, all right, bet. I'll take, I'll take Beyonce. Knowing damn well, I, I, I didn't, not that I didn't think Beyonce could win because I knew how I could maneuver it, but you know, catalog wise, I'm going with, I'm going with Jan. Like when I think of you, just one of my, you know, you know, love will never do all that shit. Um, Janet's catalog is, first of all, both of their catalogs are dumb. Let's, you know, but janet's hit that was growing up man that was my shit growing up and uh so it got down to like they wouldn't you let me use destiny's child songs yeah i was playing with a bunch of people who apparently didn't watch verses at the time and didn't know that you can use songs in in a nigga's catalog anyway i digress um but shout out to to the fram and um, 
Let's see. I'm so mad. I forgot what I was talking about. Uh, so yeah, man. I mean, I'm three and zero in, in those rooms. But my Super Bowl, oh, and one of those the reason I brought this up, one of those battles I did. Um, I did Bad Boy versus. Uh, I got challenged. Bad Boy versus Uptown, and I wanted Bad Boy, but the, my opponent he he chose uh, Uptown, and um, so I was like, all right, I'm. I'm bad. I'm, I'm sorry. He chose bad boy, and so I left me with Uptown. But I'm like, nigga, I'm, that's, that's still my shit, you know, guy, you know, all of that. Um. So yeah, shout out to B sides. But listen, man, Jermaine Dupree. Forgive me. I live in Hollywood with a bunch of folk who. Like to prove they can go fast on small side streets, shit. Um, yeah, man, it is official. Bad boy versus so so death, so so death is on. You hear me? Like Donkey Kong and Hong Kong. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I should have said it. I was right there. I said it. But it's on. It's about to, and like Kevin Hart about to go into Miss Green's classroom and cuss for the first time. It's about to go down. If you remember, um, you know, about a year back or maybe a little longer, Jermaine Dupree and Puff got into a little, um, you know, back and forth. It was pretty epic. Got into a back and forth about who would who would win, you know, in a. <clears throat> <laughs> and like some people are trying to say now, oh Puff, Puff had the hitman and 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 he, you know, he didn't direct, he didn't produce all that. Listen, listen here. If he came through one of those rooms and he heard some shit that didn't gel, it was coming off the album. Or or the song had to change. Right? So we you can't discredit who he is just because, you know, listen, at this point in time, Quincy Jones goes into a room. If he's making music, he knows what he wants to hear. So he hires the people who can do those things. Kanye is at that point too. They're composers. <clears throat> and I thought he told you that we won't stop. Take that. Take that. Do you hear me? I, I said my official score was 17 to 8. <laughs> right? But I judged them like boxing matches, right? So, <clears throat> excuse me. So what I said was, I said, um, I said the score was going to be 242 to 236, bad boy. I had bad boy winning 14 rounds, um, losing eight rounds. And then tie in three rounds. Cause they can't just go 20 songs. It's gonna go, it's going to go 25 songs. It's got to. And um, man, I hate, I hate the puff and mace is going through this because I'm almost certain when they do this that they're gonna be bringing out actual people. Like I'm almost certain. It has to. Like with those two guys, it has to be. 
you know, and a lot of people say, oh, it depends on where it is. It can't be in New York. It can't be in Atlanta. So it got to be in L.A., right? But I don't even think, you know, I mean, you know, it matters, but at the same time, it's like, come on. Puff Puff directed Outkast's first video and shit. You know what I mean? Southern playlistic. So Puff's in Atlanta. But, man, listen to me. This is one of my Super Bowls. JD, see, this is, this is also what people don't understand about JD. JD got a bag that's a little deeper than traditional so-so deaf music. Oh, and shout out, dog. There's somebody out there that's ducking me for a so-so deaf versus LaFace battle. I'm not going to say no names, but somebody out there been ducking me for over a year. And hey, it's, hey, I, listen, man, I understand. In that realm, I'm kind of intimidated, you know? So I'm going to just leave it at that. But people don't understand that Jermaine Dupree, you know, you got your conventional, you know, your conventional so-so deaf joints, right? But you also got Charlene, which is straight so-so deaf, but it was like after you realized social death was you know it's like the white t um crisscross even though they weren't signed to you know well crisscross jump that was hard like i i don't know which song is gonna go against but the, these are the i mean he, he got some usher he's got several songs with usher his usher bag is hard his mariah bag is hard he did the always be my baby song he did the, either that or the remix but either way they both tough um, who can I run to that? I mean, his automatic, I think is always be my baby. Maybe where the party at, it all depends on order, man. Charlene, you know, but there's nothing Jermaine Dupree can play that will match the intensity of all about the Benjamins. There's just, there's just nothing. There's nothing Jermaine Dupree can play that can match the intensity uh, and, and the, just the cultural relevance of come and talk to me remix. Nigga, are you, are you shitting me? <laughs> and that's the issue. The Puff got it lock on lock rap wise. Even though JD's got a, a decent R&B bag, I don't, you know, he got Carl Town. What are you gonna play when when you when when Puff plays I Wish by Carl Thomas? You know? Now, there he could he could go with one of those Usher joints. He could, but again, we talking about and I wish I never met her at all. Like you got to come with one of your top ones for that. And uh, Diddy don't have to burn as many top like Diddy has more what you gonna play when I play this songs than Jermaine Dupree does. Way more. So he can make it tactical. Like, you know what I mean? He can try and get him. But, I mean, wh what is Jermaine Dupree gonna play when Puff plays Flavor in Your Ear remix? Nigga, juicy. <laughs> Hypnotize. I wish... I, I, I don't understand.
Whoa, by Black Rock? Huh? I I just don't know. One more chance remix? What does Jermaine Dupri have that can all about the bit like that can even stand up next to? And and my answer is my answer is very little. It's very few. You know? Because essentially R&B wise, you're asking 112 and, and Jagged Edge to go, which is, that's a decent battle. Because where the party at, where the party at with Nelly, that, that MF is going to go. <laughs> that might want that might be one of Jermaine Dupree's automatic joints. I don't know. Functify by the Brad is going to go pretty hard. Um, out of my system with T Pain, and that's a sleeper. No, uh, out of my system. You, it's, uh, is that T Pain's on it? But whose song is that? Oh shit! Never mind. That's Bow Wow song. Bow Wow ain't got no damn. I mean, even though Bow Wow had a, he had a nice bag, but not in this this. So anyway, that Let's Get Married remix, and that um, where the party at? Those two are going to be hard to beat. So, you know, you can see what we're in for, man. Juicy flavor remix. Man, come on, man. I just don't see Jermaine Dupree. Jermaine Dupree has like, it's like, he's not, damn. I don't know. We're going to see, man. He's got money in the thing. It's going to hit pretty hard with him and Jay-Z. And um, yeah, man, <laughs> Hove said, and this is 98, 97, he said, y'all shit ain't for real till y'all ship a meal and y'all hit a R&B chick and she fit the bill. <laughs> it's like, damn, <laughs> damn, Hove. <laughs> damn. You talking about self-fulfilling prophecy, you hear me? Anyway, man, that, um, you know, that's my shit there. Um, so, you know, it should be, it should be pretty good times. Like, like we need to have a party good times for that shit. Like there needs to be a party for that, a watch party, an actual party, um, showing up for that. So yeah, man. But I mean, listen, he has he he thought he told you that that he won't stop was what I'm telling you. And I mean I think sometimes um we forget how hard a lot of those joints hit, you know, at the time. You know, check us out. <laughs> You know what dance I'm doing right now? 
I'm bopping. Come on. I'm bopping. I told you that we won't stop. G-E-G. Jesus, the notorious just. Just. Please us with your lyrical thesis. Us. We just chillin'. Chillin'. Milk up, top billin'. Silkin', pure linen. Me and little seeds. Malibu seed breeze. Dog trees. Palm trees. Cats made Pablo and milked out Diablos. The williest. Bitches be the silliest. The more I smoke, the smaller the filly gets. Anyway, man, I'm just talking shit. But um, yeah, man, it's gonna be a great night. Gonna be a great night of music, you know. Uh again, one of those nights where we have our personal scorecards, but the culture will win. So good people. Uh, I think that might be all I have for tonight. Um I don't know, man. I'm excited about the week. Um I'm excited about getting to you know, um getting to the dreams, man. What I've learned, you got to master your morning, man. When you master your morning, the day goes better. Trust me. Um, I think whether you have a nine to five or not, right, you master your morning. It's about routines and execution. Um, We like to freestyle stuff and think, I'm going to get it done. Nah, it takes way more, you know, you know, regiment than you think. Regiment creates consistency, you know, and you need the discipline to do that. And, um, it's like suicides, man. We used to run suicides. If you start out hard, you start out. If you explode out the gate, um, then you know your momentum, <laughs> your momentum will uh, carry you through the rest. But if you if you come out the gate lagging, then um, so sorry for you, and uh, it's not going to bode well for you. So, man, all I can say for you is the same thing I say every week in this new iteration of. Uh, David Ashley podcast. Um, man, just draw out a roadmap between where you are, where you're trying to get to, and make sure you can itemize those actionable steps that are going to get you from here to there. Um, because you can get caught in something I got caught in is not really having a precedence for all of the things that I'm trying to do at one time. Right. And when you're doing everything, you're not doing nothing. So you have to prioritize, you know, and in that pick the things that you do well uh, to get you where you're trying to go. And um, yeah, man, I wish you health. I wish you great decisions. Um, Man, got some. Got some bad news. But one of my folk back home, I just thought about it, man. So shout out to, um, man, shout out to Nate T and his family, man. That that hit me, man. It hit me kind of hard this morning, man. I mean, that was, <clears throat> excuse me, you know. And we all lose people, man. And it's not even that just me and Nate T was real close, or are real close, because he's, you know, he's still with us, but he's going through a little, a uh, pretty significant um, health challenge there. And, um, 
man, my thoughts and prayers are with you, dog. Um, you know, um, yeah, peace and light to you and you and the fam. So, um, y'all enjoy your day, man. We never, we, I think we hear this, this, and I'm about to get out of here. We hear this so much. We hear it so much that we say, oh man, we, you know, I'm not gonna, I don't know. Um, we hear this so much that we say, I think we kind of tune it out, right? But the truth is we never know what somebody's going through. You never know when's going to be your last time hugging that person. So as much as you can, just try and be cognizant of, of, um, you know, of what's happening and, um, be aware of when your your patterns have shifted and you ain't talking to the fam as much, moms, pops, all of that, man. And just try to come up out of it, swallow your pride if need be, and you know, go ahead and and um, that relationship is is worth more than your pride. Oftentimes, oftentimes, I think if we examine it. So anyway, man, I ain't gonna get off the sad shit um <clears throat> excuse me i'm gonna play a couple songs before i get out of here i'm not gonna play them in their entirety but um you know just a couple songs just at random going through the playlist and we just picking out hey remember this it's the day for you i don't know when you listen to this but remember this joint uh yeah. <laughs> hey Get off a genuine man. <laughs> Kiss me, hold me the weatherman says it's gonna be cold tonight. Whatever man, whatever, 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 whatever man you wanna do, I'll be the pilot. Don't miss your flight. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's my favorite Mariah Carey song. Hey, somebody just blew my mind. It this is in the same. This is why Bone is on the song because it's in the same like they use the same sample as Crossroads. Meet me at the Crossroads, Crossroads. You want Crossroads, Crossroads. You want the that you can't 
without it. Eternal Light, the Free Nationals, led by Anderson Pack on the vocals and Chronics. And good people, that is your show for today. 
um, <clears throat> excuse me, you all have, people have started listening. I mean, you know, the, the, the listenership has gone back up. Now, I have to take cues from, you know, from what's going on. When I stopped playing songs like I was playing, which I love to do, by the way, <laughs> the viewers are starting to come back. I don't know. Is there is there a link? Is there a link? There maybe so. Like I told you, that wasn't the agreement before. I broke the agreement. I think people come to hear me, you know, so thou cease to hear Biggie Small speak. You hear me? And for that, I am eternally grateful. People want to hear me rant and rave about some bullshit for, you know, hour, hour 10, hour 20. I'm glad, like I'm honored to be able to get you through a ride to work or a ride to, you know, to the grocery store or what have you. I'm honored, but um, it's just fascinating to kind of see you know, um, how things work in that, in, in that way. And, you know, listeners are creeping back up. We'll see. I think we're on our third episode where, um, I've not been doing the music like that anymore. And also I've, you know, not been given two a week for the last maybe two weeks. So, um, you know, we'll see, we'll see. I mean, I look at all the, the, uh, the, you know, um, the stuff from the other weeks, man, the other years, the other months. And I'm like, man, I'm honored that people are really tuning in, you know, um, check out in the pot. I told you about this last week in the pot, chef Bryce, um, in the pot, new podcast. They just dropped their second episode What they're, what they're doing over there is, um, one episode, they're doing two episodes, but the one episode is going to be like a short story you know, from, uh, from the host's life, Brush, uh, Chef Bryce. And then the, the second episode is going to be an interview. And this week the interview was, uh, with worldwide Nate. You remember him on, um, I, I think I showed an episode of, uh, played an episode of that on, on this podcast, but did one of my first, uh, podcasts over at, um, the other podcast, uh, what's your favorite song, which is coming back soon, by the way, um, tell your mother, tell your uncle, send a telegram. Word to, word to Fife. Um, yeah, so check that out. In the Pot, he tells this amazing story about um, being in uh, uh, in Africa and them eating a, um, a goat's head, which was like local, like a local, you know what I mean? It was like a local delicacy, and they couldn't wait. But he was like, man, what? And he had to do it because he was filming his TV show. And he was like, God damn. Uh, so check that out, man. But other than that, we all done here, man. You know, I'm going to just fade out. I'm going to just fade out on some vibey. I'm going to figure out. I'm going to play something random. Mm -hmm. I'm going to play some on my. Oh, shit. Okay. I'm going to play some on my new, new. Play some on my new, new list. You know what I'm saying? Hey, make a. Hey, yo. Make a playlist for somebody, man. You know what I'm saying? Not a stranger, but make it, man. Find find somebody you like. Make a playlist for them. Something you think they'll like. Don't make no overly suggestive shit when you she don't know you like that. But um, oh shit, I'm gonna play this uh, Stevie Wonder and 
gonna play this Stevie one. Oh no, I'm gonna play this Paul McCartney shit. I heard this Paul McCartney shit and I liked it. Let's go. All right, till next week, y'all. Let's go. I say till next week, y'all. Let's get it. No, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do Paul McCartney like that. No, fuck it. Let's go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out on Paul McCartney. Let's go. I just heard this recently. This song is like 40 years old. Not the Beatles. When he was with a group called Wings. <laughs>